Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and we've got an exciting show today. We're going to be visiting with Joyce Buford. Now she wrote a book called Effortless Happiness and how to find your voice and finally ask for what you really want. And that's something that I have struggled with asking for what I want for many years. And Linda, you have been so good about teaching me to ask for what I want. And not only did you teach me to ask for what I want, but you also sent me a book to read called The Untethered Soul. And we've been kind of working through this Untethered Soul book for, I don't know, four or five episodes now, because there's some really good stuff in there. And when I look at Joyce's book, Effortless Happiness, and I look at, um, you know, what we're going to be talking about today, in addition to her book, which is, is that that thing about like letting go of pain, Um, I'm going to turn the mic over to you, because this is something that's really important for all of us. Yeah, I'm just going to start this show by just reading a couple of uh, passages from the chapter called Pain, the Price of Freedom. And it's really true. It says, one of the essential requirements for true spiritual growth and deep personal transformation is coming to peace with pain. Now, even though you may not actually like the feelings of inner disturbance, now, who does? Um, (laughs) You must be able to sit quietly inside and face them if you want um, if, if you want to see where it comes from and so that's so important knowing where our pain comes from and you'll realize that there's a layer of pain seated deep in the core of your heart this pain is so uncomfortable so challenging and so destructive to the individual self that your entire life is spent trying to avoid it. Now, real growth takes place when you finally decide to deal with the pain because the pain is at the core of the heart. It radiates out and affects everything you do. Inner pain is always there, underneath, hidden by the layers of our thoughts and emotions. We feel it most when our hearts go into turmoil, like when the world Uh, does not meet our expectations. This is the inner psychological pain. And I think it's really important, uh, that we, 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 we admit to ourselves that pain is really at the basis of all of the things that we do or the avoidance of the pain. Now we've talked about it in other shows and we call the pain Thorns that that um, are inside of our body, emotional uh, uh, thorns, psychic thorns, 
that um, that are there from childhood, and those are all the things that didn't go through us. They stayed, and they stayed plunk in our hearts, and um, they have kind of stopped us from doing all the things that we thought we wanted to do, could do, and we just need to get rid of them, and it's very possible to get rid of them, and then go on with our lives without all of those disturbances. And, I mean, this is something that, you know, I think we should all talk about. Well, and, you know, the pain and the um, concept of this is right in alignment with our sponsor today. And I'm, I'm really happy to tell you that this episode of Powered Up Talk Radio is brought to you by Casper. Now, Casper's is a, um, Casper is a mattress company. And, and you know, when you are in pain, when you are suffering from this psychological disturbance or whatever you want to call it, I guarantee you it comes up right before you go to bed at night. It wakes you up in the middle of the night. And and, you know, that's why it's so fun to have Casper Mattress be our sponsor today. Now, Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. And right now, you can get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com slash powered up and enter the promo code powered up when you make your purchase. Now, I'm just going to give you a little bit of information about Casper. Um, they have cut their cost by dealing with um, not having showrooms, resale all these things so they could pass these savings on to you. And it's an obsessively engineered mattress at a very fair price, which is, you know, for me, the nerdy single mom is really, really good. It's got supportive <laughs> memory foam, and it's just the right sink and just the right bounce. And when my kids call in bed with me at night, um, I don't feel them come in and out. So you don't have that bouncy thing going on. And it does keep you cool. I live in Southern California. It was 81 today. It's got to be in the 90s upstairs. And I don't have to crank the air just to keep my mattress cool. You can buy it easily online. It's risk-free. And boy, when you spend a third of your life on a mattress, which is what we do, you want to make sure it's good for you. The best part of this program is that the 100-day return period, that's 100 days. That's three months. So you can sleep on it, see if you really like it, see if it works for you. And I don't know anything better risk-free uh, that, that um, is offered today. Casper Mattresses are made in the USA, and I want to thank Casper Mattresses for sponsoring our Powered Up show today, because boy, when we talk about pain, you can think about back pain, neck pain, all these different kinds of pain, and wouldn't it be nice to work on your personal pain from the luxury of a comfy mattress that is a fraction of the cost of premium mattresses. So thank you, Casper, for making today's show possible. And I can hear Joyce on the line with us. Joyce, you, I'm sure you have something to contribute about pain. Well, the pain start, you know, we start so early in our life getting um, conditioned to the our environment. You know, we come and we're so perfect when we get to earth and we're just, we're, we're perfect. But then we spend the rest of our life being changed. And those changes cause us so much pain because they many times pull us from away from who we really are. I, I liked reading um, Michael's book and that I had not been exposed to it before, but it was very interesting that he talked about how we we go through the through those things trying to condition ourselves to our environment because the real thing we want to do is fit in don't we as little kids we want to be with the 
in crowd with all the uh, most popular people, and we spend our whole lives adjusting to fitting into our environment. Even as adults, many times we we do things. We buy the neatest car. We live in the best place because it's what our environment tells us is right to be, where to be. And we kind of miss the whole thing about what do I, Joyce Buford, really believe? What makes me happy? Not the physical things, but what makes me happy? And we spend the rest of our life trying to identify that. Linda, go ahead. Um, yes, all that is true, but I think what we have to do is what we, we're trying to do, everything that we can do, and usually it's coming from the outside, to yes. not feel the pain that's going on in our heart. So if if you have to buy the car because you don't feel, you know, quite as 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 special as as somebody else, um, yeah, let's mm-hmm. get the car. Maybe that'll work. Maybe the house will work. Maybe the guy will work. Maybe maybe the, the diamonds will work. But they don't work because it's, no. it's just it's a band aid. And and mm-hmm. until we look at where that pain is coming from, and and all of the pain that we have is like lodged in our hearts. And so, mm. you know, that that's it. And until we clear that block, look at it, where it's coming from and what we're mm-hmm. doing, we're running our lives not to feel that pain. And all that does is cause more and more pain and we come we become prisoners to our pain. We may think we're free as the birds, but we are prisoners to the pain that we're carrying around in our hearts. Now, does he identify with that as an original pain, that it started with an incident that from there just continued to grow and develop into a more severe pain? Or how does he identify that, Linda? Well, it's, you know, it's just, it's conditioning and, and, um, it, who knows? I mean, part of it could be yes, the pain that we we started to feel as child, as, as children because right. we weren't we weren't listened to. We they, we didn't feel we were special. Maybe it's right. pain that we came back to this to this earth on, if you believe in that, which I do. Um, mm-hmm. But until until we deal with it, it isn't magically going to go away. So um, it's just it just. We just find all of these different ways not to feel it, but eventually mm-hmm. we can't kid ourselves because eventually it's, it's going to pop out its ugly head and cause <laughs> you know cause a lot yeah. of disturbance in our lives. It may happen mm-hmm. at twenty five, it may happen at thirty five, it may happen at fifty, but it's going to happen. And you know, a lot of people refer to it as burnout. Oh, I'm burnt out, or you know, I just can't do this job anymore, or I have to leave mm-hmm. my husband or wife because it's just right. too much. But it's it, it's about that whatever whatever um, band aids, let's use that word, that they were mm-hmm. using not to feel that pain. It doesn't work anymore. The band aid came off. So instead of looking at themselves, okay. It's really easy to point the finger and say, well, you know, it's, it's, he's a bastard, it's his fault, or it's her fault, or I got like, the children, you know, my boss, right. my coworker. <laughs> but, you know, it, it never comes from the outside. It always has to be you looking at where did this pain originate from, what have I done to mask it, and what am I going to do now to get rid of it? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to take us to commercial break. We're visiting today with Linda Franklin and Joyce Buford. Joyce's book is Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. And that's really the crux of what both Linda and Joyce are talking about today. What is it we really want? Do we want that car or do we want the happiness that car brings? Or do we want peace? And peace is a really big part of my life these days. We're going to talk more with Joyce and Linda when we come back after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. LinkedIn. It's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show. Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. Foot? According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymis and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break. And don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin and our guest today, Joyce Buford, author of Effortless Happiness. Now, one of the things that um, Joyce, Linda, and I have been doing the show a long time, and in the past couple years, we decided to really delve into the realm of kind of spirituality, how does that affect us in our personal and our business lives, and, you know, spirituality is just such a funny word, because to me, it's so limiting. There's there's really so much to it. Um mm-hmm. 
But in the process, we've had on shamans and psychics and healers and authors. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that always struck me, and I would say this to Linda, like, why does everybody have to go through a crisis before they get to this point? And when you look at the topic of today, paying the price of freedom, the first line in the chapter says one of the essential requirements for true spiritual growth and transformation comes from pain. Like, why is it we all have to hit a brick wall or get hit by a Mack truck before we crack open and, you know, kind of all these layers come out? And I'm going to ask you, Joyce, first and then go to Linda. Well, first off, it gets your attention. You know, when you're in that pain, it just it's just stops you. You can't go forward because you're hurting so bad. And you 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 reflect you go through all of those stages that you need i think to move through pain reflection is is a wonderful gift that we have that we can actually sit and look at ourselves some of us have may need a guide may need some way to move through that and that and certainly go find that person but i think reflection is the biggest thing that when you're hitting the face with uh, just it almost feels like it's life and death situation. Um, I know when I went through my divorce, it was just the most painful thing. One because I just didn't understand how I got there, and I never thought I'd get there. So it's that bong. You are here, lady. Now what are you going to do with it? And so that began me. That started me on a soul searching journey that has brought me to the person I am today. So without this pain, I spiritually don't think I would have changed and been th- gone through the transition that was needed. Do you do you, you agree, Linda? Or you, yeah, I, I agree that it, that is one way, but I think I don't I don't think we need like a nurse shattering uh, event or being as Sandra put it being hit by a Mack truck to to take the pains that we feel and internalize them. You know, it could be when you're a kid and you're not in the most popular group and you want to be but the kids reject you and it was so mm-hmm. painful and and we just we store that in us. Uh, Or if we were, you know, if you're a uh, you're a young uh, girl or or guy, and you and you got bitten by a dog, and you and instead of going back and and petting the dog, you know, next week you internalize that so that you're you got the pain that you're afraid of dogs, or Mm -hmm. uh, you know whatever it is, or you weren't a good student and and you were you were put down for that, and your parents you felt like you're always disappointing your parents. I mean that's an ongoing thing, and you just store that all of that pain in in your heart and and you mm-hmm. then you go through life trying not to have that horrible horrible feeling again and again you build that's when you build yourself into a little prison because you're doing the things that you don't necessarily want to do but you convince yourself that you do but if if you're doing a job if you're going out into the workforce and then you're getting praised because you're you know you're the hot shot and you're you're you know, you're, you're terrific and you're wonder woman that's fulfill, you know that's fulfilling the 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 feeling that you had when you weren't in the most popular group or your parents never thought that you were good enough i mean and and you may think it's terrific 
at the time, and it may last for years, but eventually I think the past and that pain is going to catch up with you, and all of a sudden those 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 band-aids just just don't work anymore so i think it's just an accumulation of of stuff that we don't allow to go through us that we just stuff down um mm-hmm. but I, you can't do it forever but i think there's sometimes like like you know and i think up to that point i'm with you but then there's life things that happen that crack us open like an egg and you know joyce i really resonate with what you had to say about you know really you know going deep inside yourself you know when i i cracked open like an egg my my Mm. got divorced my mom died both of my dogs died uh i went through a foreclosure like you know yeah all within the space of like a year and a half it was like getting hit by a wave after wave after wave and but what it did was, you know, I, I look liken it to what my dad would say as a little kid. He's like, oh, knock some sense into you. Um, all those barriers that like Linda was talking about, all those hurts. I was a good stuffer. I could stuff it down and keep going. And, you know, I would walk through this earth um, feeling very zen, very cool. But I really wasn't inside. I was just ignoring it. And when when life hit me like a Mack truck, I cracked open like an egg and all the guts filled out and what was funny and I've talked to Linda about this and Joyce I'm curious to see if this happened to you when I was grieving my divorce or feeling the feelings whatever you want to put it or they Mm -hmm. were erupting oh my gosh there was stuff from my sister there was stuff from my sixth grade there was stuff from my first boyfriend like all this stuff came pouring out along with it and that's when Mm -hmm. I liken it to cracking open like an egg and Mm -hmm. you know for Linda it might be more gentle for me I just kind of like snapped like a stick mm-hmm. well you sort of use it as see they see I wasn't good enough to do that you can verify your own sadness by saying see I proved it I wasn't good enough to stay in that marriage or whatever it was you can use it that way but ultimately that's not right that's not true either because you have to go down under that statement and identify what was really the pain that was going on why did you think you weren't you were you were perfect when you came here you're you're still perfect it's just you bought all that that was around you as you were growing up think saying you're not you're not but you are and i think linda aren't you saying that with your statement of going back to your spiritual side am i understanding that uh, well, yeah. I mean, if you want to call it that, um, it's it's getting underneath and really taking a good look. And that, you know, that is that spiritual. And and we talk also, Joyce, in the shows about as events happen, you know, now that we're we're more aware and we're more conscious. I love that word, conscious of of what mm-hmm. we do on a daily basis because we sort of stand back and we watch ourselves do the things that we had been doing and yeah. we don't get involved in it we just watch and mm-hmm. i find out when we stand back and watch um and not you know uh, react immediately to stuff that that happens um on on a daily basis or a weekly basis we don't we 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 deal with the situation differently when we stand back Rather, because then we're not going back with all of that 
those pain things that we're doing and react from the pain, we're actually reacting to the situation, not the pain that's going on inside of us. Right. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, that's what we're talking about on the, on this show, and, and especially now, and, I, you know, we really are gravitating to this this year because of, of all the crazy that's going on in the world. Um, and people are, you know, people are just, you know, beside themselves, and they're, they're, the fear is, is palpable, you know, everywhere you mm-hmm. go, and you can't turn on the TV or, or the radio or, or read the newspaper or whatever without, you know, every day it, it's a barrage of new fears. You know, your health care is going to be taken away. You know, your job's going to be taken away. This is going to be taken That's going to be taken away. He's going to, you know, he's sitting with his hand on the button, and we could all blow up in four seconds. I, you know, we, there's got to be a way that we can find some peace and and the only way mm-hmm. we're going to do that is give it to ourselves so we think that's why Santa and I think these shows are so important and the guests are so important to give people something else to hold on to and focus to themselves mm-hmm. and and forget about what's going on outside because we're the only ones that can give it to ourselves right I think that pause that you're talking about many times is the is us making a decision are we going to react the way we used to react? Are we going to react differently with more positive, more, more, um, hap- well, happiness, more, um, identity, more in the, uh, more in alignment with who we really are? Um, I think the, the power that most people don't realize they have is they have that ability to decide, I want to be happy or I don't want to be happy. I want to stay in the pain or I want to be happy. And I don't think most people believe they have that much power. Well, I I absolutely don't think they do, Joyce. I mean, I'm just going to speak from personal experience because it's the only thing I know. You know, right. for 25 years, I was given all these messages about how I should look, what I should do, you know, and I'm not knocking my education. I had a great education at Northwestern University, undergraduate and graduate, but they were there to train me and right or wrong, that was an influence. Then I worked for Mm -hmm. Disney and CBS and Coldwell Banker and, you know, these different companies and they all had this identity of what I should be. And (laughs) it was only until I hit 40, Joyce, that Mm -hmm. I actually sat down and thought about, and Linda was a big part of this, was like, who am I? Like, I'm trying to be all these hats that I wear, a single mom of two kids, taking care of my 80-year-old dad, like wearing all these hats. But I never sat down and defined anything for myself. And and that's the truth. I, I did not get that message. That day they handed out the, you have to define who you are, boom, missed that day, have been wandering around <laughs> the planet for 40 years trying to be what I'm supposed to be or what the powers that be tell me I should be. Now, there's many of you out there like me. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm going to take us to commercial break. And when we get back from the break, I want to hear from Linda and um, Joyce Buford about this because it's not about people pleasing. It's not about, you know, all these crazy things. It's about trying to do your best and who defines your best. We're talking today with Joyce Buford and help, um, Effortless Happiness with Linda Franklin. This is Sandra Beck on Powered Up Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break.
we've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. It's words you never heard. Got a lead foot? According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break. and Don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin and Joyce Buford, author of Effortless Happiness. Now, I'm going to take you guys back in time for a minute to when I was a little girl, and I grew up in a big country family, and one of the biggest treats, Linda and Joyce, that we had were to go out to eat, and we didn't have much, so going out to McDonald's was a big deal, and one of the ways that my family kept costs down was nobody got to order a drink. You could order a hamburger, you could order french fries, but you know the drinks were an, an, an unnecessary or an added expense that wasn't working for our family. And my sister and I used to crab about it. My brothers, we would all get like, oh, we can't get a drink. We can't get a drink. Well, the funny thing was, is that when I went away to college and I went to Northwestern, a very affluent school, went out on a date and the guy's like, go ahead and order whatever you want to drink. Girl, (laughs) I didn't know what to get. I looked at the drink menu, all these drinks. I knew what they were. I I had never really ordered a drink before. And we're not even talking alcohol. We're just talking soda here. 
But you can't know what you don't know. And you can't do a lot of times what you're not um, aware enough to do. And the, you know, the soda story is, is funny, but it's symptomatic of today's episode because we've got Joyce Buford on one hand in her book, Effortless Happiness, you know, and her point of view is how to find your voice and finally ask for what you really want. So I get that. Okay. I didn't really ever study myself. So, okay, that's cool. Then you go (laughs) on the other hand and we've got Linda Franklin in New York city talking about the untethered soul. That's talking about these walls or these constructs, these things we put around us that drive our behavior. So between the two of you great brains, I'm sitting here biting my nails going, okay, I don't really know what I want. I've never defined who I am. And now I'm riddled with thorns. So just just Mm -hmm. take me out behind the barn and shoot me at this point. (laughs) Because somewhere in the middle, like, like, now what? You know, we've got these things. Now what? I'm going to go to Joyce Buford. And Joyce, if I were your student, now what? I have to say, I think your parents were before ahead of their time. They were pushing water way back then. Now we're all pushing water, right? Don't order the sweets. Drink the water. Drink the water. There you go. I think they were really ahead of their time. But, but I... You know, when I wrote Effortless Happiness, I really believe that we have the power to reclaim who we were and what we like as individuals. You know, you, everybody, if I, if I were to ask anybody, I'd say, tell me some qualities about yourself. And they'd say, well, I'm honest. Um, I like to be with pretty things. Um, I'm a commitment committed. I love my family. We have all these things that we could put, and the list is extensive in the book. Um, I actually, the my book is more or less used as a workbook to help you identify your core values, values that actually make you come alive. They, you're happy. They're comfortable. They make you feel good. And so I help you find through the book five of your top values that really make your life easier. And if you adapt your life and use those those values in your everyday life from selecting friends, from selecting activities, even selecting your work, don't work in a, a area where you must work constantly. And yet you're a family person. You want to be with your loved ones. I mean, just simple things like that. Now, somebody could say, well, it's my job or it's my money or all of these. But you do work better. You shine better. You become more, you become happier in an environment where you are feeling, feeding those core values. So that's what the book is about, helping you identify and working them into your daily life working them into your work life and in starting to, I even take you through a process where you're working on incorporating those into your goals so that every year you achieve what you want to achieve. So that's kind of how I use the book. And um, I've, I've used it. I find it valuable and, and I hope my readers will that choose to buy it. So go ahead, Linda. 
Um, you know, I guess I'm, I'm just more, I, I, I have just more of a simple philosophy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I know what makes me happy, pretty things and, and living in a nice apartment and sunshine. And I, I know all of that. Um, mm-hmm. but I think the thing that I, I needed to figure out was what really makes me happy and, and what doesn't? I think it was more important to know what didn't make me happy than to, to then yeah. it sort of morphs into what does make me happy now. And I was yeah. always a planner, had to know everything, every, you know, every detail, every every part of of everything. And mm. um, now I have let so much of that go, and I just greet the day and say, okay, I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm kind of on a path. Let's see, let's see what happens today without, mm-hmm. without the plan. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, uh, the thing that I really pay the most attention to, to Sandra, is how I feel. And if it, if mm-hmm. it, if, if I'm doing something or with somebody or talking to somebody on the phone and I don't, it doesn't feel good, I won't pursue it. And sometimes you, you, your body will help you. I was on a, a call a couple of weeks ago, and it was freezing cold here in New York City, and my office was cold, and I'm sitting there on the phone, and I'm in a cold sweat. And I said, oh, my God, this is not working for me. I, I can't wait to be off this call. You know, goodbye. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, and that's... It's, that's becoming conscious of what feels good, who feels good, and who doesn't. And I think that that makes life a whole lot simpler. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm, I'm right with you, Linda. I agree. I agree. See, and I'm going to jump in for both of you, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate here for a moment because there were times in my life, and I think about when my one brother was really sick with cancer, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And what felt good was for me to sit and play this video game called the Pyramid of Ra, where you had to translate into ancient Egyptian to figure things out. And I drank whiskey. Now, I did that for hours on end because I couldn't deal with my brother's illness. Um, And I was young. I was probably, I don't know, 17, 18 years old, maybe 20. I don't remember the exact year, but If you asked me at that point what felt good, what felt good was to numb everything out with whiskey, which I I never touched a drop after my brother got better. It's so funny. I I can't even stand the sight or the smell of it. But a glass of whiskey or, you know, a whole pint of whiskey plus video games felt right. Mm -hmm. And it was then. So why mm-hmm. you know why are you even bringing this? It, th- that was you then. <clears throat> That's what you did, and it worked. Mm-hmm. You were you were I kind agree. of masking the pain, but that was okay at eighteen or you know. Uh, that's what you did, and it was perfectly perfectly fine. You know, don't take yourself to task over that. Oh, I agree. I yeah. Joyce, you know, go ahead. And now, and now you might not, and now you might not do it the same way because you know now you're 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 older, you're wiser, you're more conscious of yourself. So you know, but I think that we do what we need to do. Now, were you masking a thorn? Yeah, I mean that that, that had to be a, a really big pain, thinking that your brother may die. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was a huge masking of a thorn. And yeah, so um, what did you, is that the, the? I think the question you need to ask is, what did 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 you let that just go through you, or is there some still something in there that stuffed in from that from that period um, of time that you had that experience? And you, you did, you know, you did the video games and you did the drinking, but maybe there was, you know, something that did creep into your heart that's still there. I don't know. Oh, Only you know that. There is something. Well, and that's where I get I get confused in what you guys are talking about because you know we have this thing with what feels right. You know, doesn't always sound right in your head, but but these pain, these thorns, Linda, like they're always there. It didn't mean that I constructed my whole life around like my brother's cancer and his illness, but um, there are influences within us that do affect us for a period of time. And I'm going to throw this question over to. Joyce, because, you know, when you talk about these values, you know, Mm -hmm. what is the difference between there's things that make me happy and there's things that I enjoy? You know, I enjoy certain things and Mm -hmm. they give me a temporary happiness. Like to me, the video game playing and the booze gave me a temporary happiness. But it's there's still a pain in my heart. There's still a pain from that time in my life, even though my brother's fine, which is the wacky part of it. Mm -hmm. Um and then you, when you said the value of family, then it like got all jumbled up in my head. Mm. Well, I think um, I think at that time I agree with Linda very much, where she said you did what you needed to do then to deal with the pain, and the pain was like escaping it, and you escaped it through the booze and the games. Now it's not something that totally changed your life. In other words, you didn't continue with it. It was a what you needed to do at the time, and you allowed yourself to do it, which I think was great. I mean, it's what you needed to do. Now, today you don't find it's necessary because you're not in that kind of pain. But we all have those painful things that we go back and we said, well, maybe I didn't do that right. But you did. You dealt with it at that time. So I'm the example that I use sometimes in 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 identifying your core values and and values change at different times in your life. When I was a mother dealing with small children, my value was family. But my value now that I'm an older mother, my children have their own lives. They're not on my top five core values. They're yes, I love my family, but I don't deal with them every day. So my values have changed. I'm more into what is current in my life so that giving yourself that um allowing yourself to rotate and shift with where your life is is part of living and that's why i don't want you get stuck back in that grief period that you were uh, living in for a while. Well, that's it. I mean, Joyce, we're going to come back uh, from the break. We're here with Joyce Buford, Effortless Happiness, and Linda Franklin. This is Sandra Beck of Powered Up. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about untangling these past hurts, these blockages that Linda's talking about, and marrying them with Joyce's core value practices. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. It's Merging Network. We've known for a long time that diamonds are precious or worth a lot of due to rumors. That means money. Did you ever wonder how a polished pebble becomes one of the most expensive things on earth? Two centuries ago, diamonds were worn only by royalty. But in 1870, miners discovered huge deposits of diamonds in South Africa. And soon after, the diamond market was flooded. That's when a man named Cecil Rhodes started buying up shares of the diamond mines. Eighteen years later, Rhodes controlled the entire South African supply of diamonds. He started his own newspaper and magazine articles with clever ad campaigns about cut, clarity, color, and carrot. He also convinced women that they weren't truly engaged to be married without a diamond ring. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Joyce Buford and Linda Franklin, and we are talking about pain. We're talking about core values, and I personally have this big epiphany after talking with these two brilliant women because... I will say one of the things about today's generation, especially with with Google and knowledge and, you know, everything, there's such a pressure to be right, to be first, to be excellent. You know, you cannot turn on any YouTube video or, or TED talk that doesn't talk about excellence, be your best, all the stuff. And I think we have raised a generation and I think I'm the first of that generation of that group of people maybe who don't give themselves a break, who hold themselves to these incredible high standards. And for the women out there listening today that do the same thing, you know, when I read The Untethered Soul with Linda Franklin, I really tried hard to apply it to my life. And then one of the things that came to me was that, you know, emotions have to flow through me, otherwise they get stuck. And that's just a really basic, you know, precept. But the other thing that struck me with today's show is that Joyce Can you we guys hear her. me? There we go. Oh. I'm back. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yeah, now Sorry I can. about that. That was yeah, a little service interruption. Thank you for the storm on the East Coast. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that struck me was I thought core values were something that were fixed. You know, core mm. meaning at your core, you're born with it. So mm-hmm. I'm applying these things to mm-hmm. what we're talking about today. And I wish you guys could have heard like Joyce and Linda on the commercial break because go ahead, Linda, just say something because I think what you're going to tell me is what most people need to hear and Joyce too. 
Well, you know, we're talking about core values. Yeah, you are who you are, but your your values change. You change, your values change, which was when I was, you know, in my in my 30s and 40s, certain things were very important to me. Making a lot of money, go getting that second house, all of those things. They were really really important. People, you know, people thinking that I was the, you know, the hottest thing since, you know, sliced bread on Wall Street. Those were important to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, a decade and a half later, two decades later, they aren't important to me. So they were, you know, maybe maybe it was then. Do we want to call it a core value? Have I always been a good person? Yeah, I'm a good person. But that doesn't mm-hmm. always mean that the things that I thought were important to me make me a bad person because they don't. But, I, but you change. And the more conscious I got of me and what really felt good and um, – and 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 what yeah. my what my issues were because of all those things stuck in my heart then then that my core they changed <clears throat> and i think change is a wonderful thing and it's a constant thing and if you try to hold on to what was when you're in your 20s and 30s you're only going to get mixed up because you're not that same person anymore life has taught mm-hmm. you other lessons mm-hmm. well i didn't know that joyce go ahead <laughs> well you didn't I really change? <laughs> I knew I changed. I got older. I put some weight on, but I didn't think, you know, you guys are so great because you opened my eyes to things. Um, you know, when you're raising kids and working full time, it's not like you sit around at the sunset, you know, contemplating change. But talking with you ladies gives me, a, it just gives me a lot of hope and a lot of peace. Go ahead, Joyce. Right. Well, I use the example when I'm working with people is that the one about friends, that seems to be one that we all go through. And, you know, the friends that you'd hang out with when you were younger are certainly different. They should be different than the ones you'd want to hang out with now because you've changed. And many times we try and make those old friends fit in our new life and what we like, what we want to be. And we it, we struggle so because we don't enjoy the evenings. We don't like the way, you know, there's lots of arguing that goes on. And I just want people to realize that it's okay to walk away from friends that don't exactly fit in anymore. Now, we don't have that option with family members. At least, I don't believe we do. But uh, I certainly have a niece that does. But, I mean, you know, it's everybody has to choose. If you're not happy, if it doesn't feel good, as Linda has said, then then you don't need to be there. You need to accept that it has moved on. You've grown. Uh, situations have occurred like that. Well, and these it, are very different. It is. This is really good. And these are very different teachings than I think a lot of us have come from, especially, and I'm just going to speak on ta- ta- on behalf of like the small town girls who were raised like I was, you know, without a lot of influence. You know, we had three television channels. We had one little small library. So there was a lot of things that many of us weren't exposed to and around the world. And that's why I love talk radio like this, because we can have these conversations conversations anywhere in the world and 
and people can learn and be validated. And, and many of us who were raised in, you know, different organized religious beliefs, you know, we have acquired beliefs from that experience, from our education, but there's very little out there that says, hey, you know what, it's okay to move on and change your friends. You know, mm-hmm. more often what you hear is, you know, friends are silver, one's gold, whatever you grow old. I forget what I learned in Girl Scouts. <laughs> But you're supposed to keep them forever. Yes. And a lot of this stuff that I was taught as a little girl, and I don't know if you guys were too, but um, it's just dawning on me that, you know what, some of these things make great songs, but they really aren't great advice. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You knew the, what is it, one is silver and one is gold, Joyce? I might <laughs> Right? You know what I'm talking about. But I know what you're talking about. And there's so many people that try to hang on to their past but through friends, and it's tough. Well, and I'm a hanger on. I admit the one show I did about letting go, Linda, do you remember we did that show with the lady letting go of her company and her kids took over the book yeah, Letting Go? absolutely. I must have highlighted that whole book because I'm, I'm – you know, I, I, I take lots of pictures because I don't want to forget. And I hold on to things and I scan everything digitally. It's <laughs> like if I, if you went into my digital house, like my regular house is nice and neat and clean because my pack rat stuff is all digital. I take pictures of sweaters before I give them away. I have pictures of my kids' baby clothes. They're not even in the baby clothes, Joyce. They're just laid out on a bed so I can remember the little footy pajamas. So Beautiful. I'm not a good letting go girl, and digital has just kind of, you know, hidden my pack rat ability. Yeah, but great. I wish I had that. I've got some of that pack rat. Kidding me, and I just moved, so it's really pretty prevalent. (laughs) Well, for those of you worried about letting go, I will tell you, when my mom died, I had to go through a lot of stuff, and I had jewelry and china and things from like three generations back. I have my great grandma's Alice in Wonderland book printed in 1898. So I really had to cull through the herd going, okay, what do I want to keep? What do I want keep? And the power of the digital photograph, you talk about pain, Mm -hmm. getting rid of stuff for many of us is painful. Like when I got rid of my mother's things, it felt like I was throwing my mom out now, right or wrong. That's how I felt. And so I started taking digital pictures of like my mom's slippers and then, you know, like like certain things that reminded me of my mom. I don't mm-hmm. need her slippers, Joyce and Linda. Mm-hmm. But when I look through those pictures in Dropbox, because they're all sitting up there, all like 10,000 pictures I have <laughs> up there, I can still have that. Um, and I don't even know if that's a pain point or whatever it is. And it's a core value for family, for sure. But it makes me happy, and it doesn't mess up my house. Well, I think it's brilliant that you came up with that. Really. That's a, that's that a tiny little thing. <laughs> tiny little thing. Yeah. But, you know, we're all different, and that's important to you. Um, those things aren't important to me. But that doesn't mean that you're wrong and I'm right. It's just it, mm-hmm. when, I, when my when my when my mom died after my father died and I had to go up to Toronto to clean out the house, I cleaned it out in 12, in tw- oh, this was 50, some over 50 years of stuff. I, you know, I just boxed everything. I threw I, all the furniture I, I gave to one of my uh, mother's uh, home care workers that was in the house with her for three years. I took everything mm-hmm. out. I, 
what came out of that house after 50-odd years of the house that I grew up in was five boxes and a grand piano. Wow. That's good. That was it, and I did it in a day. And you see, so I don't have that, Sandra, but that doesn't mean what you did was that works for you. I'm not a holder, hanger-oner to stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's okay, and that's good for me. So mm-hmm. you know, and, and what we we're all individuals. We all have our own stuff to deal with, and you know that's why you can never you know compare yourself to anybody else because it, it it won't work. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I do think, like you know, I do think conversations like this are really helpful because you girls have given me permission for certain things. Like you gave me permission to let go of the, you know, pyramid of raw booze day, and you know, <laughs> validated me that that was good for what I needed at the time. Were there other ways I could have done it? Probably, but I don't have to beat myself up over it. And I think everybody listening today has something like that in their past. Mm. Yeah. I particularly in the divorce, you know, there's always those those uh, times that um, we I had to work very hard to release some of the things that happened that I would never do now. You know, but back then it was so painful. I did some things I wasn't too proud of, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. okay. It's part of the journey. Yep, yeah. Joyce, I've been there. I wouldn't say I won any winner winner chicken dinners going through my divorce, <laughs> but you know what? If divorce was easy and divorce didn't leave scars, it wouldn't be divorce. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, Joyce, how do people find you? What what um what, how can people find you after listening today? Well, the I JoyceBufordEmpowers.com is my website. But if you are interested in having a copy of my book, you can go to JoyceBufordEmpowers.com slash E-H for Effortless Happiness. And there you can buy a book. And uh, I would love that. Or you can communicate with me. And in the book, there are ways to... There's a site you can go. I actually walk you through the the uh, process. So I hope there will be someone out there that would like to do this because I think it's the great way to go. I do, too. On behalf of myself and Linda Franklin, I want to thank you for listening today. I want to thank Casper Mattress for their support of today's episode. Check them out and make sure you get a good night's sleep because there's nothing worse than back pain, neck pain, and nobody wants to toss and turn in the middle of the night thinking of their feelings on a crappy mattress. So go to casper.com front slash powered up and enter the promo code powered up when you make your purchase and you'll get $50 off your mattress. You'll be glad you did. With Beck and Franklin, Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and pre-